the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to episode 102 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. I hope you guys are enjoying the uh, new intro that we have made there. Um, I wasn't too sure about the deep voice, um, but it was the one that sounded best when we put it together. So uh, we'll keep that, unfortunately, unfortunately, for the next uh, 98 episodes, and then we'll probably go ahead and change it again. But um, today's very interesting. Uh, we have Dr. Randy Raymond. Uh, we've never had a doctor here on the podcast, so this is going to be very interesting. She lives here in Costa Rica, has been here for about 17 years, focuses on the field of natural medicines. And prior to COVID, she had a retreat center that integrated acupuncture, massage, herbal medicine, uh, life coaching, yoga, Western medicine, and nutritional counseling to create a unique healing experience. So today we're going to be learning more about what she does, as well as what she's up to in Costa Rica and what she's going to be doing here in the future. Um We've got quite a few of you actually reaching out to us. Thanks very much for that. Uh, we have a little fund going over here, actually uh, buying and developing stuff and selling it, uh, which is actually going pretty well. Some of you have actually got involved in that. We have quite a few projects uh, that we're working on for many people that have listened to the podcast as well and needed help investing here in Costa Rica, um, finding the right investment and really understanding the financial side behind it, as well as also project managing it for a lot of people as well, because there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, a lot of it's in Spanish. Um, so just really kind of guiding and helping uh, people through it and uh, so that they can clearly understand it. Remember, if you have any questions you want to ask uh, Randy, all of her contact details will be in the description. You can email us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. But let's get straight into it. We've got the Randy Raymond. Good afternoon, Randy. How are you doing? I'm good. And you? Fantastic. I want to say to the audience, this is the second time we're doing this because I forgot to record the first one. So uh, I have to apologize. I mean, I think it's happened. That was the first time I've ever done a full, full, full podcast and not recorded it. So uh, you're very patient with me, Randy. I appreciate it. Well, I did move here to learn patience. And so there it is. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, Randy, I mean, you've been in here in Costa Rica for a while now. What is it? Just coming up to 18 years, close to 18 years? Yeah, almost 17 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Like two months shy. Okay. Years. Okay. I mean, I, I think once you make it past the 10 year mark, typically, you know, a lot of people are here for life. So, uh, I mean, never say never. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, you, you learn to love Costa Rica with all of its good and all of its bad. Um, you know, so yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know about you. When I go back, you know, when I travel, I'm very happy to get back to Costa Rica. Oh, it's such a sigh of relief to get off the plane here again. Like, it's yep. exciting to go and see. But it takes me all of like 48, 72 hours. And I'm like, I'm over it. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've been, you've been here in Costa Rica for a while. But I mean, since the pandemic, I mean, what changes and trends have you seen from your side? Um, from this part of the country, I've noticed more of the Costa Ricans getting out, like from San yep. Jose and coming to the beach to visit and relax and enjoy more. So culturally, that's been really nice to see. Whereas I think before it was mostly... Gringos, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just a different vibe. Yeah. Um, and Hako really has had quite a facelift or transition from more nightlife party scene to family oriented people here, you know, and younger middle age kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But in a, there's definitely more stuff to do during the day and just a lot of, yeah, better for family type stuff. So that's been nice instead of just, you know, 
Do you think that there are any trends that are here to stay that changed during the pandemic, the way that people live that you think are here to stay? I hope so. I hope that we, well, one thing I noticed that I thought was really sweet is how quickly Costa Ricans got back to hugging and kissing yep. and you know on the cheek, those regular greetings that we do. Um, at first, everyone was freaked out by each other, but I, to see that kind of human connection come back relatively quickly is nice. So I hope that stays. I kind of hope that we stay on a more family focused um, trajectory than yep. just party all the time. You know, it's fun to have the balance and to be able to do both, but it's nice to see some of the daytime thing. And I hope that Costa Ricans continue to enjoy their country more than I think they were doing before. So, because yeah. it is beautiful and they should get out of the city. Everybody should take a break from the city. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that's unique about Costa Rica that not a lot of people know until you've really traveled around here is, I mean, you travel 30 minutes and the climate and, you know, just the scenery completely changes. I mean, even driving from Jaco to Mamon Antonio or Mamon Antonio to Dominical or Vita, I mean, the further south you get, just the more dense the jungle gets. For sure. And if you just go up in the mountains, it's like yep. cloud forest, you know, 30, 45 minutes away. Yep. You got to put pants on and socks and the whole bit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, well, maybe Randy, uh, again, as I mentioned, this is the first time we'd ever had, we've ever had a doctor on the podcast. So this is very interesting, but maybe you could explain to us exactly what you do. Yeah, I'm a doctor of integrative medicine. So I started out in Western medicine, um, mostly emergency radiology in the operating room. Yep. And then I got into Eastern medicine and got a master's degree in oriental medicine and neurology. And then went on to get a doctorate in integrative medicine, which kind of puts the two together, plus adding some other natural, ther natural therapies and Ayurveda and different things like that. So yeah, so now I'm a practitioner here. Um, I was doing retreats until COVID and then things got pretty quiet and now I'm kind of starting back up again, but you know, we'll see how things progress, what, how things and unfold in this next chapter. Typically, I mean, what, uh, who, I mean, what types of people are you working with? You know, what are they trying to improve in their lives? Um, any conditions that they're trying to, you know, overcome? I mean, what is your, what is your I mean, it's pretty difficult to say typical client, but I mean, what kind of array of, of people are you dealing with? Yeah, well, the tagline before, if you will, Will, was uh, heal, learn, grow, um, or reset your health. And that seemed to, to attract quite a a large crowd of um, various disorders. I didn't have like set retreats. I was just kind of open all the time. So it would be anything from cancer patients or heart disease, diabetes, um, mental health disorders, just all kinds of different stuff, um, rehab and addiction. So what I found from that experience of just being like open all the time was that was a little taxing on me personally to yep. just be on all the time. So going forward, I'm focusing a bit more on just like resetting health, but doing it in shorter periods of time and a little more organized and, um, but still meeting everybody where they're at. That is the tricky part about natural medicine is that it's, there's no one pill for everything. There's no one set protocol for anybody. You really have to sit down with each person individually, get a very clear picture of their health and then meet them where they're at on that day and design their treatment protocol to and I mean, them day by day. what kind of health issues do typically people come to you with? Um, 
I mean, these days I'm just more general practitioner. So all kinds of, you know, weird rashes and lumps and bumps and things like that. But as I go, as I get back more into retreats, I think it's a lot more mental health stuff and just like exhaustion and people wanting to detox from stress. And I mean, it's been a rough couple of years globally. Yeah. So people are, they're pushed, they're tired, they're angry, they're frustrated, they're scared. They're, you know, a whole lot of things. And that does just drain the system all the time. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday afternoon, uh, actually after you and I had our first podcast, which I didn't record about microdosing. <laughs> Uh -huh. um you know it's becoming very i mean very widely used and i mean especially down here in costa rica but maybe you can give us an idea of kind of what it's used for down here yeah here i think it's more for antidepressant anti-anxiety i see i find that that's how patients kind of respond to it the best so i mean of course people like to take larger doses to do deeper dives in their psychological issues and mental health and all that and and i'm um, an advocate for that and help people coordinate those kind of things with other practitioners. But from a microdosing standpoint, yeah, antidepressive, anti-anxiety, but it also really increases creativity and like that flow state that, you know, surfers always talk about and yep. uh, elite athletes and stuff that, that place in your mind where you can just completely focus on one thing and then allow yourself to be more creative in that space. And I find that microdosing in particular really helps people get there and then stay there longer that's very interesting because again i know it's becoming more and more you know popular down here in costa rica you know i mean there are even ayahuasca retreats opening up here um but i, I just wonder is you know kind of where that's going to go uh here in costa rica um yeah you yeah. know we'll see with this new president as legislation looks like it's going to be changing and relaxing quite a bit yeah. um I think the important thing, if I was going to give advice to anybody coming down looking for a center, is to just check out a bunch of different ones. Don't just go with the first one that you see. Um, do your research on the various substances that are being used. You know, some places are doing ayahuasca, rape, yopo, you know, and, and a lot of people go into this thinking, oh, it's plant medicine, it can't hurt me. But in reality, all medicine can be abused and overused. So yeah. you got to kind of be mindful of that. And in my personal humble opinion, ayahuasca is great, but it is like brain surgery, you know, and not everybody needs something that strong. And so sure. be open to microdosing too. And even if their schedule is three times a week or whatever, that doesn't mean you have to do that. So just do go with your gut, do what feels right for you. And I think that's that's great advice. Yeah. That's great advice. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, why did you choose Costa Rica as a base for yourself and also your profession? When I first got here on my first vacation, like 20 years ago or whatever, I can't even believe it's been that long. It's crazy. Um, but I fell in love with the country. Like you fall in love with a person. I mean, just everything, the microclimates, the beauty, the food, I felt a lot better. Um, the people, it was just everything I guess I had been looking for. So as far as like feeling really free and safe and healthy and yeah, things I just didn't, I didn't even know I wasn't feeling great until I got here the first time yep. and really like felt good. And then I'm like, oh, wow. So this is what that's supposed to be like. Randy, a client said to me the other day, I spent a lot of time and a couple of, a couple of them have said something to me, which is whenever they eat food, you know, in the Western world or North or North America, 
they feel very bloated, but when they eat down here, they don't. Why is that? I personally, my personal theory is that it has to do with the chemicals on the food in America and the GMOs and stuff aren't helping our digestive system at all. And then typically we do consume less grains here. Um, I'm not really a big advocate for gluten intolerance, although yes, some people absolutely have it. But really what concerns me as a physician and as someone who talks in a lot about nutrition and studies a lot of nutrition, the stuff that they spray on to the grains, the gliophosphate and the atrazine and all these different chemicals are designed to cause inflammation inside of the bugs that eat them to the point where they explode from the inside out, basically. And so I feel like, you know, we consume a lot of that, the more grains and breads and cookies and crackers and all that stuff that we eat. And that may be causing inflammation for us as well. And we are seeing a rise in things like IBS and Crohn's and diverticulitis and all these digestive disorders that really at the root of them is inflammation. So we have to start taking a real look at why, you know, what we're consuming, why we continue to consume things that that irritate us and then how we can, you know, lighten the load. You, you mentioned earlier about that you, you'd run a retreat here in Costa Rica. I mean, there are a lot of people looking to do this down here. I mean, based on your experience, what advice would you give to anyone that's looking to do this? Because I'm sure that you have advice for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the number one thing, the thing that I struggled with the most was the marketing. So yep. because, yeah, everybody can show up and teach yoga and do massage. And there are thousands of people here that do just that and they can open a thing. But if you don't have a steady stream of people coming in, um, it's very, very difficult. And so, I mean, yeah, for sure, have your marketing game on point. Consider partnering up and or subleasing spaces to use for retreats versus just buying the property and going all in. Um, and yeah, just being as light as you can with the bureaucracy here in the country, because there's just yep. so many, you know, places you got to go and things you got to do and stamps you got to get. And it's like, oh, my gosh. So, I, was about to, I was about to ask you, what's the one thing that shocked you the most about running a business here in Costa Rica? Yeah, the bureaucracy and the taxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, this system is tough. So and like and I don't think it's. I honestly don't believe it's Costa Rica trying to mess with people. I really do think it's because a lot of people say that and they get like super frustrated. Like they just don't want us here or whatever. I don't think that's it at all. I think that it depends on who you get on the day you get there, that you might get a different answer as to what's required or not. I think that yep. the rules are often shifting. So like, it's not the person's fault behind the desk who's making, giving you the runaround. It's like they don't always necessarily know and then things change and it's all very puro ira. That expression yeah. goes all the way through the country. <laughs> I, I always say to people, if you want to know anything in Costa Rica, ask three people. If two give you the same answer, that's probably the right one. Yes, exactly. You know, and that, and that, in, that includes directions because everybody has They're different right directions on. here. Right. And yeah. different ways they go. And yeah, there's so yeah. many... And there's so many ways to do the same thing. I mean, I was just talking to a friend the other day about the residency process and she didn't do her homework. She didn't listen to me when I was like, hey, go this way. She went some other way. Somebody else told her. And then she's like, that's terrible. And I'm like, well, I told you. Yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah. 
And wow. you gotta ask a bunch of people and then get an opinion. Yeah. I agree, I agree. Randy, I mean, what's next for you here? I mean, again, it sounds like you're about to open up some form of uh, retreat uh, center again. Yeah, I'm working on opening up like a private health club and doing kind of a membership program and potentially having retreat people come back. Um, I'm not gonna own like the hotel anymore. I just found a location yep. next to a hotel so they can deal with all that part. And I can just focus on the healing because that's what I enjoy doing anyways. So working on that, hoping to have that up and running in the next four to six months. Um, and really just farming a lot. I focus a lot on that in my time. So doing, I'm a mushroom farmer of a variety of nutraceutical mushrooms and just trying to really build that up. So for export purposes, it takes time. And doing a little bit of superfoods, you know, moringa and gochu cola, and then just my own little garden. And I would like nice. to grow food for the for the wellness center, but for the health I club. Mean, I mean, a lot of people are looking for things to invest here in Costa Rica. My question to you is: Are you open to getting investment from other people uh, into the farm or into the retreat? Well, I think I'm all set on the retreat center. Yep. I have a couple people lined up to help out with that, so I feel confident about that. But I'm always open to hearing from other practitioners or people that are coming to the country and, and may want to contribute in some way or bring groups or whatever. Um, so that I'm open to. The farm, I am looking kind of for investment, but, you know, it's got to be the right fit. So I'm not yeah. and I'm secure in the land, so I'm not in any rush, but I'm definitely open to meeting people and sharing the ideas and seeing who's really interested. I mean, I think that the future is fungi. And there's a lot of research and development to be done. And my farm is very uniquely located um, by where a couple of different rainforests converge together. So there's just a ton of biodiversity and a lot of research to be done. And so, yeah, I mean, it would have to be somebody, I guess, with a research mind to yeah. it. That's really interesting. That It's really interesting that you're doing that. And we're starting to see that happen more and more here in Costa Rica. I mean, I would... I can I can see the people coming to Costa Rica have changed, especially over the 20 years and more mm -hmm. and more people focused on well-being and more and more families as well looking for healthy eating, you know, and it's amazing yeah. how different parts of Costa Rica, the tribes, as I call them, are different. Like your tribe in, right? you know, Tamarindo is different than Flamingo, which is even different than like Negra and Nasada and Santa Teresa and Jaco and Uvito Hochal. And not to mention the Monteverde tribe, the yep. Arenal tribe, the Atinamaste yep. tribe. They're, they're thick as thieves over there. <laughs> <laughs> but Well, my last question for you, Randy, is I don't want to take up much more of your time. I mean, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in? Farmland. Okay. Yeah, why, why farmland? I just think food security is important. Um, water this is important. And yeah, I mean, there's just as long as I've been in medicine and it's been a while, I've known the importance of nutrition and really been taking a good hard look at what we're doing on an industrial level. And it's just not really working for us as a species. So, and the only way to start to really fix that is to be more mindful of ourselves and our own food and, and growing as much as we can and working in community and localism and all those kinds of things. So that would be my investment. Now that said, it also, I say that because I've already done the beachfront thing. Yep. <laughs> Been there, done that. So I understand that investment too. It's amazing, super fun, but 
for me for longevity sake and and the future of my business and research and stuff farmland fantastic well randy i really appreciate you coming coming on the podcast again so that i could record this one um anyone wanting to get in contact with randy i'm going to put all of our contact details in the description Uh, but i appreciate your time and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast yeah thanks so much for having me fantastic have a great afternoon you too bye Guys, hope you enjoyed that podcast with the first doctor and hopefully not the last that we'll have here on the podcast. I think it's really important, um, you know, what she said there about developing a retreat center here. Uh, Take her advice. Um, Again, I think you can get advice from every individual person here on the, um, you know, on the podcast. But I always say to people, if you listen to everybody else, you'd never actually end up doing anything. So, I mean, I think if it feels right, you know, and you've got people around you saying that it could be a good thing to do, uh, you know, go ahead uh, and go for it. I think it's just you just need to understand all the angles um, and just make sure that you have a good network, a good team put together here. Because I've seen it many, many times before where people have gone ahead and they just really don't have a great team or they've just kind of chosen people. uh, And, you know, they just kind of, as I like to say, step on landmines. But remember, you can reach us for anything that you need. Info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. If you've liked this podcast, please give us a thumbs up, a review. I love to read the reviews. Uh, Appreciate everyone that's put them out there. Um, And till the next podcast, guys, I really appreciate you uh, listening, taking the time, uh, because I know a lot of you are busy to listen to this podcast. And uh, have a great week. Bye. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. 